1: Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent
2: journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it...
1: Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds, a pop culture kiki episode. This is Kelly Williams and Troy McKeady. And we actually don't have any listener blinds to start with. We do have, well, we have one, but we want to read a couple more. So waiting for next one, please remember to DM us your stories about celebrities or blind items or whatever you want to share. But we need to talk about the New York show.
0: Boy, do we ever.
1: Honestly, if you were able to make it, I know people traveled from LA, Ohio, I think Massachusetts, like Mm -hmm. it was insane to meet you guys in person again. And, and just like, I don't know. It's always so cool when you meet listeners in person.
0: Yeah. And like, I just feel like we both are very thankful for the fact that you guys allowed us to take a little break from it. And like, everybody was so like, everybody was just in such good spirits. It was such a good, like positive vibe And I said that I, for me, I think that it was our best show, not like crowd wise or whatever, but like, cause the crowds have been crazy pretty much every show we've done. But as far as our like abilities go, I think that we've like really stepped it up and it was a much more like fun, well thought out show.
1: And people always ask the length of our shows. usually 90 minutes. It's not all blind items. We have some fun games that we play. Um, and then we do a question and answer at the end where, you know, we, we tried to do it with a fishbowl, but it's way better to have you guys like in person, like reading off note cards just didn't feel right.
0: Yeah. We tried the fishbowl thing and it was like, it, it wasn't the same. It, it, and like, Our show hinges on the audience talking back to us and like Mm -hmm. screaming shit at us, basically. So it's just more fun to like stand up from the table and like talk to the audience. And the audience interaction is the best part of our show. If you've not been, it is loud. It's drunk. It's like it's just a real intense energy. And every venue always says that they've never seen seen a show like ours at their venue, which is cool.
1: Yeah, we actually had security guards come up to us and be like, that was funny. You guys did a great job. And usually like, we always say when a straight man, someone brought her boyfriend, I don't remember their names, but like when a straight man is like, that was funny, good job. We Mm -hmm. know we like killed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the security guard specifically said like, we have comics here all the time. And that was one of the funniest live shows I've ever seen. He like took down our info. It was really cool. Like, and also shout out to the venue. Oh my God, were they the nicest, coolest, most down-to-earth, so helpful, just incredible. It was just like, oh, I couldn't sleep the night like afterwards. I was just like so pumped up. It was so fun.
1: No, it was so fun. And also a shout out to Brie. If you were in the VIP line, she was the one who was taking all the pictures, but she also designs our merch. So Mm -hmm. Brie, Brie's a legend with Beyond, with at least us for Beyond the (laughs)
0: Vice. And she's so cool. Like she's just like really 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 cool
1: yeah she works in the music industry like she's a true cool chick
0: yeah so
1: no no you go
0: all that to say you should come to our boston show the tickets are limited they're running low if you are coming we cannot fucking wait to meet you and if you're contemplating it i mean i think we just sold it hello
1: I know. I'm so excited. My eighth grade teacher is coming. Not eighth grade. I'm sorry. My high school Spanish teacher is coming to our live show. And she's like the teacher who made me believe in myself. So I'm ready to like sob when I see her.
0: What? And then you're going to be talking about pegging.
1: I know. I'll be like, by the way, Mrs. Aborn, I'm a pegging queen now. haven't checked- hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Troy said so. <laughs>
1: Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to all of the marathon runners and volunteers who were working the marathon. Last year for the New York marathon, I wasn't in the city. It's the most fun day of the whole year. Like everyone was wearing their names on their shirts. So I was able to yell like, go Megan, go Nick, like just yelling random names. And I don't know if you've never um, experienced marathon day in New York city, I think you should even make a trip. Like, I feel like I'm still on a high from it 48 hours later.
0: Oh my God. I've not experienced Marathon Day in New York City and I live in New York now.
1: I know. It's just like, it's just such a good day. And it it feels like you're part of such a community, which yeah. is great. Cause like, I've gone to the Boston Marathon and I was like, nothing could be better than the Boston Marathon. Then I was in New York and I'm like, don't tell Boston Marathon runners, but New York was a lot of more fun.
0: Well, I'll go next year if I find out that Carol Radswell's there and needs a friend to root for her at the finish line. Cause I know that that's a big deal for her.
1: I did see um, the bachelor guy, Matt. Is oh, that- really? Yeah, I saw him chugging along. I was really hoping to see those news anchors that like cheated and got caught. Cause I know they were yeah. running together, but unfortunately, I missed them.
0: <laughs> were there other famous people that were running that like, I,
1: I think so, but I didn't really like pay attention, I guess.
0: That's fun though. Well, I had no idea it was that fun. I kind of <laughs> sad that I missed it.
1: Well, tell the people uh, you were up to,
0: Troy. Well, I so I did not make smart decisions when it comes to booking my my the trips for the past few days, but I we did our live show in New York. And then the next day I went to LA to do a Britney panel for my friend Louis podcast, which is Pop Pantheon. Um I love Louie. I love his show. I've been on it a million times. I actually think uh, we just did a Ashley Simpson and Jessica Simpson episode, episode. And it was honestly probably one of my favorite things I've ever recorded in all like seven years of me doing podcasting. It was just so fun. And I was so like honored that he asked me to do it. And it was really, really, really cool. I got to meet my Canadian correspondent and dear friend, Russ Martin, who I've been recording with for like seven years. Um, I got to meet Kirby and I got to meet a new friend, James, who was like a super like music head, like knows everything. It was just really, really fun. It was a great venue. Louis did such a good job. Everybody there was like, they like knew all of us from different things. So it was a really cool like mix of a crowd, even though obviously Britney like brought everybody together. It was like a nice mix up and um it was just really fun so if you came to that if you were there and I got to meet you or whatever it was just incredible and I just wanted to thank Louis for asking me to do it um I've never I mean it was like if you had asked me at like 14 years old like what my dream day would be like my dream come true it would be to like be on a panel and talking about Britney Spears and have people be interested in my thoughts about it and it was like a real like Like a bucket list moment that I didn't even know I had to check off. But I just was, I couldn't believe it after. It just felt really surreal. It was really cool.
1: That's incredible.
0: Yeah, it was like really, really wild. I was like, did I really just like fly to LA to talk about Britney
1: Spears on a stage with a microphone? Like what? Also, shout out to Kirby Johnson. Wasn't she in Vogue for her Halloween costume?
0: Yeah, Kirby. I always make the joke to her that Her costumes every year, it looks like, you know, on talk shows when they get professionals to come in and do their Halloween costumes, Herbie looks like her Halloween costumes get done by a professional that's, like, won an Emmy. Like, she is the Halloween girl, and she was featured in Vogue for her Doja Cat costume, and she recorded a video, like, of herself um, talking about Kim's new, like, pointy nipple bra, and Kim, like, saved it and posted Kirby on her Instagram story. So she had, like, a crazy um weekend right before I saw her, which is, like, shout out to her. Like, that's just... She just is always killing it. Always She's always killing it on the internet. Speaking of traveling and doing things, I'm in Vegas right now. And ironically, I'm not in Vegas for BravoCon. That was one of the things that I planned terribly. So the day after the... Britney panel I then went to Las Vegas so I was in three states in three days and um my friend Zach and I had planned this trip like forever ago to go see Katy Perry we didn't even know it was like almost her final show her last show was the one after we saw so like that's annoying
1: oh so you didn't get to see Celine and Megan and Harry it was the next day so you know some poor
0: planning but all that to say I'm formally announcing myself as a Katie cat. She fucking killed it. Like she was so good live and her show is so Vegas. She already herself is so Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Like she can't, like, she feels like a Vegas artist already. And her show is very much inspired by Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Pee Wee's Playhouse. So it's really like whimsical. It's really like art driven. And I don't think Katy Perry gets a lot of credit for how like artistically creative she is. Mm-hmm. Kooky queen. And I told Zach, I feel like if she wasn't a pop star, she would be one of those those women that like um, does like anthropology displays.
1: Oh my God, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, like she's very um, creative and it was just so cool. And she did a really good job. We had so much fun. Um, we also saw like the Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil show because we got like last minute tickets. That was fun. Um, I never thought that I would like love Vegas. Like I just I don't feel like a Vegas girl, but this has become like the place where we like go and do dumb shit, just mostly gay shit. We also went to the Gaga Museum, so I got to see like all of Gaga's like costumes and like the meat dress and everything. And yeah, Vegas has been very fun. But I did not go to BravoCon because I'm an idiot.
1: But let's still talk about BravoCon.
0: Sure. I'm sure that it's been all over your fucking Instagram.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't expect so many people I follow to go to BravoCon. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like Ryan Bailey, Emily from She Speaks Bravo, Mandy. I expected all of them. But then I saw like TikTok people I didn't expect there, which I thought was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But overall, like. I don't know. I feel like last year it was way crazier, probably because it wasn't so like wrapped in such a pretty bow like it was this year. But I have a question for you, um, because I've seen I saw a few clips of people who probably paid a shit ton of money to go there, travel there just to go up and like be mean to a Bravo Liberty. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm kind of like that's what like Reddit and Twitter is for. Mm-hmm. And to me, that doesn't make you like a bad bitch to go up to Real Housewives of New Jersey and ask why someone's crawled up to- into someone else's ass. Right. But what do you think of that? Well, I think that people, this is
0: this is no shade to anybody who went to BravoCon because I wanted to go. And I told you I was going to buy a
1: mm-hmm. one
0: day ticket, but I, I just so much back to back to back have been going on that I was like, I can't do BravoCon. Like I really was disappointed though that I didn't go. But what I will say, The thing that always kind of holds me back from going is like everybody there seems to be looking for like a moment like it seems like a really exhausting energy at bravo con and that's like what those questions give to me it's like people trying to have their little like look how important i am you know what i mean and it's just like a lot it's a lot of like showboating and like look at these pictures and blah 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 and it's like we get it like it's just a lot. It's a lot of energy. And what I have partaken in it, yeah. I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying that I'm not above it, but it is looking at it, it's kind of exhausting, to be honest.
1: Was there anything that you like heard about BravoCon that made your ears kind of perk?
0: Um, I mean, really everything. <laughs> like I, lo- I I, was, like I said, I was really sad that I didn't go. I really wanted to go on Sunday. um, But I will say the thing that, The clips that I've been kind of repeating over and over and watching is Jeff Lewis on the panel with Andy. Like Jeff is just such a petty queen and we love him for it. But oh, my God.
1: How do you feel about people? I keep like asking you like I'm interviewing you. It's just like my my Bravo is like below deck and they don't really do a ton. (laughs) Yeah. Like like, I know Crystal right now is being dragged for being homophobic towards (laughs) Jeff. Do you think she truly like meant that in a homophobic way?
0: No, I think she meant it as the same way that I mean it when I say that he's a petty queen. Like he is Jeff Lewis and I love Jeff Lewis. My mom has told me my entire life that I remind her of him and I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. You're nicer. (laughs) I would like to hope so. I know that we're both Aries, but Jesus. (laughs) Um, The thing about Jeff Lewis is that he is one of those Bravo Liberty gay men that thinks that he can like go toe to toe with mostly housewives and he does you know he does a good job of it I will say that there's a thing that happens a lot with like especially white gays where they overstep their boundaries and what they think that they can say to women and it has to be exhausting I don't fault a woman for defending herself against why can't a a gay man can just say whatever the fuck he wants to a woman she's fat doesn't like her hair doesn't like her makeup she's a flop whatever But then if you retaliate, it's like you're homophobic. I don't think that it's homophobic to give it back. Like, If you think you can walk up to somebody and read them down and talk about their appearance and shit and how boring they are or whatever, like, why can't you say anything back?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree because I saw that clip and I was kind of like, I would call anyone a cocksucker to be totally frank. It doesn't matter your gender. I'm just going to call you that if I think you're being an asshole. Actually, I don't think I've said cocksucker. That's more like an older person like
0: thing. It's like an old dad thing. I don't know. I mean, hearing her that come out of her mouth was like, okay. But I don't think she meant it as a homophobic thing. She meant it as like, he's a dick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, and also, I, I don't know. I just think like Bravo, the other, that's the other thing about Bravo comments that's interesting is that it breeds so much negativity in a way. Like, Andy can be such an asshole, (laughs) you know, with these, like, hey, let's have the housewives fight in front of each other. You said in 2009 that she had a stinky vagina. Vicky, get up and talk about it. You
1: know what I mean? It's just like, (laughs) if you can dish it, you got to take it. That's what Blair said. She's like, during uh, reunions, he'll be like, Troy from Ohio said, why are you such a stupid fucking bitch? <laughs> like,
0: right. And it's like, oh, did he? Or did you type that Andy Cohen?
1: I will say, I loved Bryn's just whole time at BravoCon. I thought she looked great. Bryn from Real Housewives of New York. And the fact that her heels got stuck in an escalator and it looked like the shoes from Wizard of Oz, that was probably my favorite moment. It was so good
0: and she had great merch by the way I think Brynn had my favorite merch of anybody that I saw at BravoCon she had these like um these family crest sweaters made and they're re- they look like really good quality and they said in the emblem like like date your dad
1: <laughs> I thought it was really funny she
0: just gets it she's a star man
1: I agree and I hope that if the real roni doesn't work out like she can find her way on to something else because she is a great reality star
0: she'll be on love island or something if it doesn't but i i think that she's like she stirs the drink i think she's for sure gonna always be brought back
1: let's put her on the challenge since anyone can do that show now
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) she's just great though but no yeah she that moment with her heels made me laugh so hard i was like god this is so fucking funny um And also just, like, I don't know, I'm, like, exhausted of it now because I've seen everything 40 million times. But it's also fun seeing, like, BravoCon is so weird because these people are, like, really famous, but they're not real celebrities. Mm -hmm. And when you see them all together, it's funny. Like, the Below Deck people are a good example of just, like, they all looked a complete fucking mess (laughs) just wearing whatever because they don't know what kind of celebrities
1: they are you know what I mean they're not on land for most of the year to begin with
0: (laughs) Malia was wearing like some weird draped fabric sheer tan (laughs) it was like oh my god and then you had people like below or um Southern Charm is another good example of this like you have people like Shep Rose wearing like a a hand-painted bourbon button-up with a big bourbon bottle being poured into a glass. I was just like, "You
1: guys are all, it's like Willy Wonka in there." <laughs> Did you notice which Below Deck cast member was not there? Who? Gary. I so if you guys aren't aware, there was a um I think Rolling Stone article that came out about Gary allegedly sexually, sexually assaulting one of the producers on Below Deck. And they wrote him out that not wrote him out, but he obviously was uninvited to BravoCon. And they already filmed the new season. I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play out.
0: Oh, I, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I was reading about that along with like the Ramona stuff, obviously, which I guess we should talk about. Ramona. Yeah, for sure. So if you were a Bravo head, obviously, you know that Ramona was disinvited to BravoCon. And Bravo was just so bad at like handling situations like that because. What does that even really mean in the grand scheme of things considering Ebony talked about this a year ago and they didn't care. It didn't seem like they really cared Um, enough that they casted her on two other shows right after. I hate the way
1: people treat Ebony. I don't care if you found her annoying or whatever in that season. Like She had a lot of reason to speak out against Ramona specifically. And people are just like, Ebony's so annoying. I'm like, no, she wants to see a fucking change.
0: And like, why is she annoying? Because she doesn't feel like her coworkers should be allowed to say the N
1: word. Right. Because fucking Ramona was screaming, screaming the N word then said, I can't be racist. I have black friends.
0: Like, give me a fucking break. I agree. I think that Ebony gets treated like shit. The fact that people are like trying to blame her for the downfall of Roni, One person cannot be the reason for an ensemble show doing poorly. It just is not how that works. And yeah, I thought that was really shitty. And I just think that the way that Bravo handles stuff like this is like, it's more like trying to just quiet people that are angry than like actually doing something of like service. Because if they actually cared, then they wouldn't have hired Ramona for two other shows. So now that even though she's technically let go, she's still got two shows that are about to air. So it doesn't matter.
1: You know, the meme with like the three Spider-Man all pointing at each other. Yeah. I feel like that's what Bravo does when something happens. It's like, no, it was Shed Media. No, it was this. No, it was that. And they're all just pointing at each other because they're all at fault.
0: Exactly. Because they're all at fault and none of them want to take accountability. And, you know, I mean, Ramona's best days are behind her anyway. She, My friend Brandon Alvarado once said, and I'll never forget this, that she went from like being like a fun, silly Kind of kooky lady to like now she's an older, staunch, like mean old lady. Nobody wants to watch that on TV.
1: Yeah, just keep giving us crappy late. That's all I ask. (laughs) Right, exactly. So I have some teen mom updates per usual.
0: Yes, thank God.
1: So Kale has been posting that she is in fact having twins or just had twins. I can't I can't keep up with her and her kids, okay? (laughs) but I try. <laughs> um, but someone actually commented on Patreon that um, she's not a good mom. And then I, when I asked why, they didn't respond. And like, do I think that she has been perfect? No, but I also think she ha- she's like pretty solid mom.
0: I saw that comment. And like, to me, especially if you're comparing like the team mom.
1: That's kind of what we're comparing.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Like-
1: Put her up she's... against Janelle or like Amber.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I'd put her up against like, you know, some stay-at-home mom from Utah who's never been on reality TV, but with the team moms, like she's up there as far as being responsible for her children.
1: Speaking of not responsible, Ryan Edwards. Ryan Edwards. Um, oh. So he has lost his license because he pled guilty. I don't know if you guys remember when we talked about when he was found overdosed while driving, mm. and had to be Narcaned, but something else happened. Um, in October, early October, he was arrested for going 145 miles per hour in a 65 mile per hour zone. I don't know how you don't get arrested for that.
0: Like him stay out of jail. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get the logistics.
1: So this is from the Ashley and someone actually stitched my TikTok and she deleted it, but I wish she kept it up. And she basically said it's because they're in Tennessee and his dad's a good old boy and has friends who are police officers and he can just keep getting a slap on the wrist. But, you know, you can be clean and sober and stuff because and, I guess he has been passing all of that, but you need to change your actions, too.
0: That's what it gives. It gives good old boy, like, you know, his dad is like, you know, Ron, he wouldn't
1: hurt anybody. Blah, 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 blah. All I can think is Mimi Jen being like, well, you know, Ron, that Mackenzie is no good for Ron. She's a trigger, just like Mm -hmm. how Macy used to be. (laughs) And do I think Mackenzie has been an angel? Probably not. But did she deserve to have her house ransacked? No. Does she deserve to be blamed for all of Ryan's issues? No.
0: Yeah. 1,000%.
1: God, Ryan, fuck. He's like the Lindsay Lohan of teen moms. I guess Lindsay was even locked up, though.
0: (laughs) He really is, though, like, a troubled pop star in that world. Like, he just, he's like Justin Bieber.
1: Right, and, like, he he got a girlfriend while in his sober living home. They started dating each other, like... There are just so many red flags and eventually Ryan will either kill himself for doing speeding behind a wheel, I'll say, or Mm -hmm. someone else. And he's really lucky that neither has happened yet.
0: Oh, it's so sad. And his fucking enabling ass parents are going to like punch his ticket for him.
1: And what's so crazy is he posted a picture with Bentley. They were golfing, but he covered up his hand with red like marker, right? Like how you can draw over a picture. He got a tattoo of a hand tattooed on the top of his hand and two fingers. His first two fingers were covered in red. Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching.
0: What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash blinds.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: So that's where Ryan is still at because he got that after he got out of the sober living. Lord help him. I don't want to be mean, but at this point, it's just like, I think everyone can get help, but he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it and
0: he's not like, I always say that there's something different about like how men turn out that are enabled by their, especially like by their moms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a weird thing happens. Like they just their brains like tarnish and they just can't live as adults.
1: Right. And I try and have sympathy because I have people who have addiction issues in my family. I know it's not an easy thing, but also just being like let off with a slap on your wrist every single time isn't good either. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so frustrating to watch and to watch MTV this past season, give him such a good edit of him being so remorseful. And he wants to be in Bentley's life and he wants to be a good man again.
0: And that's, see, that's the thing that's so dark is like the hamster wheel of like, them having to stay on mtv exploit their lives exploit all of their addiction and trauma get quick money fucking burn through it and then do it again right it's like the same cycle for so many years i would like i wonder how much of his teen mom money he saved versus burned through i can't even fathom
1: he probably doesn't have any of it i would bet I mean, I know he has a job, but, like, I bet he doesn't have MTV money at all. No. Which is a no. shame.
0: And it's so funny, because it's, like, all the... These are all people who claimed that they wouldn't film with Farah Abraham, because she was a bad influence.
1: Right, bring... Fucking bring Farah back at this point.
0: At this point, I'm like, come on now.
1: We have Amber doing whatever Amber does. Like, <laughs> it's... It's crazy. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: So if you came to our happy hour, our last happy hour, I talked about this. But if not, I had the most like hilarious interaction with Sutton Strack at a gay bar during Halloween. And I just have to talk about it. <laughs> I was at the bar with my friend Melissa and Zach was in town and we were like upstairs drinking, kind of having a chill night, like just like hanging out. And then Melissa went downstairs for like five minutes and she came back up in a frenzy, splashing around a a martini glass. And all I heard her say was, Sutton's downstairs. And I got up so fast that my chair basically flipped behind me. Like I true blooded downstairs, swoosh. And all of a sudden was standing right in front of Sutton. The minute I got down there, I'm not kidding you. First of all, Sutton was hammered. And she wrapped her arm around my neck and just started immediately complaining, <laughs> which is so sudden. <laughs> immediately complaining. She was wearing this like Dolce & Gabbana dress that was like, had all these like roses all over like the bodice. And I looked down and she was wearing like sketchers and I was very confused about the the look. And she, w- she was uh, screaming in my ear because it was so loud. And she was like, she was like, I don't want to be rude. Listen, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be mean. And I and I love gays. I love everybody. But I don't come to a gay bar to watch drags. I <laughs> want to dance. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get that. I was like, that's actually, we were going to like go across the street because we wanted to dance too. And she was like, I love drags. I love them. I'll give them money. I'll give them whatever they want. But I don't come out to watch drags. I come not to dance. And I was like, okay, well, if you want, you can come to Stonewall with us because we're going to dance across the street. And she's like, well, yeah, of course I want to come because like I said, I want to dance. I don't (laughs) want to watch shows. I mean, I'll tip them. I'll tip drags. I'll tip drags. I was like, I don't know if they like being called drags. I don't know if you should keep saying that. Um, it louder each time? No, like she was like screaming it. I was like, I've never heard a person call someone a drags. Uh. (laughs) And she goes, she goes, I'm so annoyed because I even had my driver stop and get my shoes. I went to the ballet. I was at the freaking ballet and I went and got my shoes. And that's, that explained the uh, shape ups. Um, But I I was like, you can come with us. So I, I couldn't get her to leave though. I was like, you should come with us to Stonewall. We're going right now. And she's like, well, I'm coming because I don't want to be here. But then she wouldn't leave. (laughs) Eventually we ended up just leaving and it was like the most random interaction ever.
1: I have to say, I had never heard her voice before. And then I watched like the season premiere of Beverly Hills or something. And your impression, like the second I heard her voice, I was dying laughing. (laughs) It is so beautiful, your impression of her. Now all of us just keep saying, Oh I love drags. I love them, but I'm the bands. Like I know
0: you're not supposed to call them drags, but now I want to. Absolutely. It's over with. She <laughs> is re- she has changed gay, like queer language forever. <laughs> um speaking of, I want to talk about Real Housewives because we had some premieres. So the Real House of Real Housewives of Potomac just aired and also Beverly Hills is back. I'm going to start with Beverly Hills. Usually Beverly Hills really pisses me off. And it's not because the show is just like so terrible, but it's because people are just so up Beverly Hills's ass when there are other cities that are better. And I know it's like the most watched Housewives and whatever, but it's it's usually such a mess. But I will say this season has started off very good. I am so, I'm more invested right now in the Kyle Maurizio drama than I was ever with the paparazzi pics. And I actually, I've always been kind of a Kyle Richards apologist, but I, I do kind of believe her. Like, first of all, her and Mauricio seem so over. It is so done. She fucking hates that man. And this is my thought because we've talked about them a lot on this podcast. And if you know anything about the about their relationship, Aside from the fact that they were very much in love and, like, they seemed really, really connected, everybody has always known that Mauricio cheats. Marcuccio? Marcuccio, yes. <laughs> he's a cheater. He's always been a cheater. And he has a type. His type is a woman that looks like Kyle Richards, except younger. Um, He loves Instagram models with dark hair and, like, big fake asses. And he's a cheater. People know that he hooks up and like travels all over the country and has all these gumas if you will and I think Kyle seems to have hit some sort of breaking point in my opinion it seems like she's just like done keeping his secrets for him and it felt like a just don't embarrass me situation Mm -hmm. but he has embarrassed her a lot and she's always stuck up for him and I saw somebody on TikTok say that it might have something to do with the fact that now he, he works with his daughters because they're, they're adults now. And like, maybe it's a little too close to home to be bringing people into the office that you're hooking up with when your kids are working with you.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, like I am starting to watch more Housewives just because of Blair. And she was shocked that Kyle brought it up immediately. Yeah. She was like, I can't believe we're getting this first episode.
0: Yeah. And she's like, and I also, so Kyle said something on Watch What Happens Live that I just absolutely cannot ignore, which is that she's like, you know, I'm always around women. Like I'm pretty much with women all the time. I I spend all my time with women, but it wasn't until I started hanging out with like a lesbian presenting woman who has tattoos that people were like, she's a lesbian. And that is a little crazy. Like even if she is, and she had said like, you know, we're all in a big group chat. We work out together every day. Like there's like five of us that hang out pretty much every day. But like me and her got grouped together. And even if she is hooking up with her, that is wild that she's never had lesbian rumors ever until she started hanging out with a woman that has tattoos.
1: Yeah. Is it's Morgan like, Wade like out?
0: I don't know anything about Morgan Wade, only in her connection to Kyle.
1: Fair. That's very fair.
0: <laughs> I literally didn't know who she was until Kyle Richards um invented her for me.
1: Yeah, that, that is really interesting. That's like, almost like Cara Delevingne.
0: No, literally. Like, she was just having her little Cara moment. Now, do I believe that they hooked up? Yeah, I kind of do.
1: Do you think that they're getting a divorce? Because I know she threw that word around at BravoCon.
0: Um, I think that they probably would have already gotten a divorce if things weren't so messy. But they have so many assets. They have so many properties. Kyle started, Kyle got with him when he was Poor. so like she was with him during like the creation of his wealth like she helped build it with him so I just feel like it's a little more complicated than for them to just be able to divorce like there's a lot there and it's probably easier for them to just be in this situation whatever you want to call it um but Beverly Hills is really good right now and I'm excited to say that because I never liked Beverly Hills (laughs) (laughs) and it's good and it's like so silly watching erica jane try and like erica jane is like self-producing this year and she's trying to come off as like remorseful and she had this like really fake scene i love a fake therapist scene with a housewife and her therapist is like erica she's like you need to show more empathy and more remorse and she's like yeah but how do you do that what is that what's empathy like she's like 50 something years old And she's like, well, empathy is when you're able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and imagine how they feel. And she goes, that. Now, how do you do that? (laughs) Mm.
1: I have to say the voices on Real Housewives are insane.
0: (laughs) They're all extreme.
1: Oh, my God. And then there's like little Dorit, who I know nothing about other than she was robbed with her little doe eyes. Oh,
0: okay. Speaking, of, let me just really quickly say,
1: no, take as much Troy. People love you talking about Housewives, so I'm not going to stop you. I know. I just always feel like I can't shut the fuck up. Dorit is
0: back. Okay, she's back, baby. And I know that Dorit is like about to have like a whole PTSD storyline. But oh my god, Dorit gives what I want from my Housewives. She's delusional. She's out of touch. <laughs> she's wealthy in a way that I can't understand. And she's just so unaware and it's, she's perfect. There was this whole setup of PK making her like doing this big, like pretty woman thing for her. He went all out and like, he got her a bunch of dresses. He got the room. He had like a, a million dollar diamond person come and give her whatever. And all she did the whole time was complete. <laughs> and she's like, you don't understand. She was like, I am a designer and a st- stylists to these people and they're like she's just like so out of touch and it's exactly what i want in my real housewife she's so it was a great dorit moment she basically narrated the entire episode this last week
1: i thought it was funny how kyle was just like standing there like looking so awkward as she was said like i'm a designer kyle's like what the fuck kyle
0: laughing at pk's uh this, like, not being able to pull it off was also so funny to me. Um, and it killed me when she was, like, when she, when she said, like, um, she was, like, it's supposed to be our anniversary. And all he ordered me was a tray of fruit. She's, like, blueberries and pineapples. She's, <laughs> put <laughs> the place on my own plate. She was just, like, literally, like, stomping her feet like a child. It was amazing. Incredible. Um... And also Garcelle continues to be the best thing that's ever happened to the show. All of her scenes with her boys, I literally cried when she was talking to Sutton about her son and what he said to her. And, you know, it just like really was, it was very real and very raw. And I just felt really terrible for her. And like, as a former teenage boy, who's like now like a mother's boy, like I remember when I used to say stuff like that to my mom and like not understand how much it hurt her. And it just like really affected me. It was like really, I just love her so much. Uh, Potomac just aired. And I guess the only thing that I can say about Potomac is that it's one of the best Housewives franchises at ever. And if you are a Housewife, I'm just going to say this. This is what you need to know. And this is directly, this is, I'm saying this directly to all of our white listeners. If you're a Housewives fan, and you only watch white Housewives cities, you're racist. Sorry, you just are. Like if you are a housewife super fan, because I know people like this and they watch all the cities, but they don't watch Potomac or Atlanta, you're racist. There's something going on there that you need to explore. There's something bubbling beneath the surface for you. Especially if you'll sit here and watch Beverly Hills when it's like terrible, typically but you won't watch Potomac, even though people constantly talk about how good it is, you're racist. So you 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 need to figure that out. The girls that get it, get it. The girls that know, know. Potomac is one of the best things that's ever happened to Bravo. And it's incredible. Also, same thing with Married to Medicine. If you're a Bravo super fan and you watch all the Bravo shows, but for whatever reason, you just have never watched Married to Medicine, you're racist. <laughs> And then, uh, that's what all Black people that watch Bravo are thinking when you tell them that. Even if they don't tell you, just know that that's what they're thinking in your head. Like, girl, I'm squinting my eyes and tilting my head a bit that you watch every single Bravo show, but you've just never mentioned, never managed to watch any of the shows of Black people on them.
1: Yeah, I recently watched a reunion of Atlanta because like this, the reunion was supposed to sell me to watch it because I need a roni break. It's a lot over that. there. And it was the reunion where Kim had a wig and was selling wigs. Okay. And that she sold went. me. That sold me. I'm 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 gonna start Atlanta now because I've seen <laughs> some clips. And once I found we we read a blind for our Patreon episode, I won't give away who it is, but apparently Nene Leaks calls him Patricia. And once I found that out, I was like, I'm in, of course, I want to watch that. And I saw a clip where she was like, this is why men don't get in women's business or women's mm-hmm. drama. And I was like, I need to watch this. Like, I need to.
0: <laughs> you need to experience mini Leagues. Um, but yeah, I think that's all. I just, Potomac was great. It's going to be a great season. Um, Robin Dixon, somebody asked me at our New York show, Kill Fuck Mary Housewives. And I, I said, kill Siggy Flicker. I'm changing that answer to kill Robin Dixon. Oh my God. I have never disliked a housewife as much as I dislike this woman. She is the absolute fucking worst. I cannot stand Eeyore. I can't stand Eeyore. God. So, this whole season is going to revolve again around her getting cheated on by her fucking husband who doesn't want her and just won't leave her. Anyway, that's it. I'm done talking about housewives. You do.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Can I talk about Winter House before we do ads? please. Winterhouse is awful. Like they really just need to put that show down because (laughs) (laughs) it was never meant to be more than like two seasons. And I do kind of love seeing Danielle know she's going to hook up with someone who's going to fuck her over. And she's like verbalizing it. Cause I think we all have those, me, I've been the friend who's like, I know this is a really bad idea. I'm going to do it. I know it's bad and I'm going to cry to you about it probably in a month or two. But like, just let me get it out of my system. And that's where she's at right now, which I really like. Mm. But I guess the show was supposed to be actually Tom and Tom being the hosts. And then Sandoval happened. And as much as I love Kyle Cook, God bless Kyle Cook. But sometimes I need a Kyle break.
0: The show is bad.
1: It's awful. And they have such a bad mix of people. Yeah. Those I'm Southern not- Charm guys, I don't fucking like them, but they know how to make a show. There's a listen, I always say there's a
0: reason that certain people get pushed to the forefront all the time and like I think Bravo has made it pretty clear who they think their future is and it's those Southern Charm boys. It's Paige. like they be- and they, they do make great TV. They just mm-hmm. do. Like I don't know if there are any men on Bravo. Well, I guess like the the housewives don't really count, but like that trio of men, Craig, Shep, and Austin, and I guess if you want to count Count Dracula fucking Whitney, they make great television. They just do. They're 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 messy kings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, like, I think Kyle's great. I think if I was to be a reality star, it would be Kyle Cook type of reality star. But yeah, I do need a Kyle break. I can't handle I'm talking like this and drinking Love and Boy away from Amanda. <laughs>
0: And like staggering around the house at night naked and eating snacks and talking to himself. It's just like, you know, after
1: 13 years or however long it's been, it's it's all right. Okay. And I'm sorry, Corey is fucking gross. And I hate that people like him even, you know, he's liked anti-trans things on Instagram, but he has no issue walking around in like a belly shirt. Mm -hmm. It's like pick a lane, my dude. (laughs)
0: I know. I saw somebody on TikTok talking about how um a lot of the Bravo celebrities went to BravoCon dressed as if they were, like, pop stars. Yeah. He was one of them. Like, I don't know who the fuck he thinks he is, but, like, but, what?
1: But you're the reason your girlfriend wasn't a lead character on this past Summer House, because of yeah. your actions. Yeah, he fucking
0: sucks. He is terrible. Oh, I wanted to ask you what you thought about... um. Going back to BravoCon just for a second, what did you think about, like, the Sandoval of it all?
1: You know, with Sandoval, I knew that would pass. Like, people will get over things so fast. And I just, I think the Sandoval, I just think it's gross how Raquel, Rachel, whatever, still gets so much hate every fucking day. But Sandoval can sit up on, like, a, a stage in front of a, mil- a thousand people and just get booed a little. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was selling shirts for $110. No who hasn't made a bunch of money off this? Fucking Raquel. And I don't think cheating is cool. I don't think it's okay. I don't think, like, I don't think it should be celebrated by any means. But, like, ra- like people won't be happy until Raquel kills herself. And I've said that before. And I still feel that way.
0: I mean, listen, I I agree with you. I, I have always said there's, a, there's an undeniable double standard. It's just... It's really not equal. Like, and I think I will say to play devil's advocate, I guess a lot of it has to do with playing the game and like the way that Tom has, Tom is doing the thing that I always said that Rachel should do. He has leaned into being a villain. Yeah. And even though he's a piece of shit and it must be really scary for him to go to BravoCon, he's still going. Where she tried to like pass off all of the blame and, and she's tried to, and she's a, a young girl. So like obviously the options for her are very different. But I just think like if she had leaned into this like a reality star would, like a Lala would, it would have been a lot different for her. Maybe she would have been able to pay off a house with selling shirts. You know what I mean?
1: True. True. I guess even I saw a video of Peter who was like, you know, I think Raquel broke up her engagement for Sandoval. It's like, Peter, shut the fuck up. Sorry that like, you can't cut your ponytail and you couldn't get Raquel. I don't know what to tell you.
0: And you're like the only one that is required to actually work at the bar on like days when everybody else is doing appearances, your (laughs) host.
1: He like tried to get the conversation. They're like, no, Peter, go back and manage. Right. (laughs) We'll take two goat cheese balls, please. (laughs) Yeah, the Sandoval of of it all, like, I expect him to get booed. I expected him to still have fans. Like, people have moved on from that.
0: I agree. I think that people now just think it's fun to hate him, and he knows it, and he's profiting off of it. And he's going to do what a reality star does, which is lean in and make a bunch of money, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: It's a good time to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Step into a world of nonstop action on DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus, enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers can get a deposit match, up to $100 in casino credits, when you deposit $5 or more. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer, make your deposit, and start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. Play online on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Download the DraftKings Casino app now. Sign up with promo code BLINDS, and new customers get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code BLINDS. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charles Town Racing in West Virginia, All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus, physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. One per opted-in new customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match a hundred in casino credits, which requires one time playthrough within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply.
0: We would also like to let you know that this week's episode is sponsored by Fume. Cold Turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. And we're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or some like hypnosis spell that you have to go under. We're talking about our sponsor Fume and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavor. You get it, instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your bad habits. So I have a fume. I'm obsessed with it. I didn't think that my favorite thing about it would be the fidgety thing, but it's like the best fidget spinner that I think I've ever come across and it's also functional the fact that i can use it wherever you can use it indoors because it's just natural air um like i said earlier i am in vegas right now and this thing has been my vegas counterpart <laughs> it's been on this trip with me stopping is something we all put off because it's hard but switching to fume is easy enjoyable and even fun fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories and there's no reason that can't be you Join Fume in Accelerating Humanity's Breakup with Destructive Habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code BLINDS to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfume.com and use code BLINDS to save an additional 10% off your order today. Head to tryfume.com slash BLINDS and use code BLINDS to save an additional 10% off your order today. This week's episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, the holidays are coming up. For me, the holidays are unfortunately like the most depressing time of the year. I don't have the best family. It's giving Bethany Frankel. And I'm I'm one of those kids that has always had to like look for something to do on the holidays to not feel alone. And it does bring up a lot of like issues. It just brings up things and you're watching everybody else celebrate and be with their families and it's a lot. No better time than the holidays to <laughs> look for some therapy. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I have always been an advocate for therapy. I think everybody should be in therapy. I think therapists should be in therapy. I don't think there's anybody in the world who wouldn't benefit from being able to just express their feelings and talk about stuff. And I know for myself, like I've always been, I've always had a therapist. Um, I had a hard time sort of finding somebody that I really clicked with. And I went through an experience of having a bunch of different therapists that I felt like just wanted to talk about themselves um, especially moving to New York. I remember a lot of my friends being like, you have a therapist, right? You can't live here without having a therapist. So it's really helpful for me to be able to do online therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash blinds today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash blinds.
1: So I just, someone just posted this. There is a Facebook group called the Laguna Beaches that is still up and running. Okay. Um, and someone posted some text messages about Jersey Shore filming. Okay. And they're in Arizona at the moment. And allegedly ron and sam were filming together Mm. so the person said are you serious was it just the two of them no it was the whole cast sam was with a dude that looked exactly like ron and ron was on the opposite end of the table but on the same side as her so they didn't even have to look at each other from what i saw and watched they literally didn't interact he was sitting by this other girl That someone else had to tell me was Angelina. Like, holy shit, she looks nothing like how I remember her. The (laughs) same girl told me the dude Angelina was with was a guy that the cast calls Vinny 2.0. The normal Vinny looked bored out of his mind, like actually miserable. Mike ordered so much food and looks like he shrunk. Didn't he go to prison or no? Dina got drunk, Polly was loud, and Snooky was Snooky. Jenny had a whole new face.
0: Oh, they filmed together finally.
1: I don't know if we maybe just broke that news, um, but that's crazy. Honestly, they always said they wouldn't. it's so crazy. So I, much like Teen Mom, I still watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation because that's who I am as a person. And the way Ronnie's like, you know, she's a big part of my past. I need to talk to her. You know, we're a big part of each other's lives. And Sam goes, he's just some guy I dated in my 20s. yeah. I'm obsessed. I love Sammy Sweetheart. I know that like a lot of people hate her, but I think she's hysterical.
0: Well, it's crazy. Cause like, I mean, for one thing, she's always said like, I'll never, ever, ever, ever film with him no matter what. But also it's like, I think we were all kind of waiting to see how the producers would convince them to do it. Cause they obviously were trying to get them to, you know, mm-hmm. and they actually did it.
1: I want to see how this plays out because- I wonder if it's like a one off thing, if they're kind of back both on the um, season, because this past episode or two episodes ago, Ronnie actually showed up and like apologized to the cast. Mm -hmm. And Vinny, Vinny actually said before he before Ronnie showed up, he was like, Ronnie could say he's sober, but he was just drinking last week on his Instagram story. Vinny like was not having any of Ron's apology.
0: Of course, Vinny is like, of course, Vinny like doesn't let it slide. I would be Vinny for sure. We, you <laughs> need a Vinny. You need a Vinny. That's cr- I cannot believe I'm just, you know, first of all, for the right amount of money, of course they would do anything. And also the, you know that the producers have been just like manipulating that situation to happen like slowly, 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 they're going to inch by inch get them to interact with each other.
1: And Sammy also brought way new life into the show. Like I have watched it since it came back. But I wasn't excited about it till I knew Sammy was coming back.
0: I've always been a Sammy apologist. Me too. And like, I know that they've also like, even producers have said like, Sammy was actually the most difficult to work with and the most mean. And like that the producers felt like Sammy was more abusive to Ronnie than he was to her if you were like weighing it out so that's a crazy thing to think about like it kind of adds a lot of context to why they all are just so like whatever with her but the scene of her walking into the house and all of their genuine reactions just like made my heart like swell
1: it's cool and they talked it all out like Sammy was like you know Nicole you opened us like a shop too that's why I blocked you and I'm Mm kind of like that's a fair answer
0: yeah oh wow that's a wild I don't know if it's an all moment her and Sam or her and Ronnie being in the same room but like what an iconic fucking cast what an iconic reality tv cast
1: I genuinely will say Snooki is even though is my favorite Snooki's in my top three reality stars ever she's incredible so and, amazing
0: who would ever think that when you look at them as a group, she's like the most well-adjusted, chill, normal. And if she does decide to get wasted or party, it it has no it doesn't hinder her life at all.
1: Like she's not, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, she turns it on when she needs to, because she gets fucked up on that show still. Yeah. But like then she just goes home to Gianni. Right. Gianni.
0: <laughs> yes, totally. And she's an incredible mom and like. I just love her so much. Oh, I'm rooting for her always. I hope that she's like, I hope that spooky is like so wealthy. I really do.
1: She's the second wealthiest cast member. Polly D's worth the most, which makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, totally. So we gotta talk about Big Brother. It's been a while since we talked about it. We talked about it a little bit at the live show, but like a lot has happened since our last Big Brother update. suria <sighs> is gone. Oh no sari is gone and it was really tough for me i don't give a fuck what anybody says there are so many people that try and hate on sari's gameplay and and they'll say she didn't do anything or whatever and it's mostly men it's mostly men and i can say this it's mostly fucking straight black men that can't just like give a black woman her due on a show like this because she's not like somebody to desire sexually like she's just like a woman and like Watching men try and debate like her not being good is just like you're such fucking haters. Like, seri is incredible. And the thing that's so inspiring about her as a reality competition star is that she's like us. She's a self proclaimed couch potato. Like, she's not Tara Maria. She doesn't get into gladiator shape to go on these shows. She uses her brain and her social skills. She didn't even graduate high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she's, like, one of the smartest people I think I've ever witnessed. And she was able to, like, she controlled this entire game, the first half of it. As I said before, I felt like she had a little, like, Orange is the New Black Girl gang going on because they're basically in jail. They're in a chic jail. And the jail is on a television set. And it was her and, like, Lizzie... Is Lizzie, whoa, her and Izzy, who was a lesbian, and Felicia, who's like an older woman in her 60s, and like these like women, this gaggle of random ass women like running the house. And it was so cool. And then all of her allies were voted off and she had to completely reassess her whole gameplay. She had nobody. And she was able to one by one change every single person's direction, like because she was their target and she went through the entire house like reconnected with everybody laid low and played one of the most impeccable social games i have ever seen on this show and she had a lot working against her obviously her son was terrible at big brother and he really fucked up her game really bad and it was pretty much she did the best she could but there was like no way that she could have fixed it and also sari doesn't like win things like i don't even think she's ever won a competition on Survivor. I think she may have won like one ever and she's been on like eight times. She doesn't like win competitions. So she did need to, you can't do that on Big Brother. You have to like win something. I'm sad to see her go. With that also being said, my queen Felicia is also gone. So I have nobody to root for. And I will say Felicia's um, exit interview just proves why she was one of the best casting decisions that this show has ever made. I've seen a lot of discourse on like Twitter specifically about people saying that because of Felicia's casting, the casting of this show will never be the same because this network and this, these producers don't value elderly people. They bring them in as like a trope and Felicia completely averted everybody's expectations. She was so like, Oh, she was just the best. Her interview with Julie was so funny and warm. She had the audience belly laughing. She was getting like rip roaring, loud ass laughs. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm really sad with what we have left. We've Bowie Jane. (laughs) I can't even get into her fucking glitter haired ass. Jag, who like isn't necessarily even really good at Big Brother. He's actually kind of bad at it. But he just wins a lot of shit so now he's at the end and he has broken a record for like winning the most stuff i think he's now tied with janelle who holds the record and then you have matt who excuse my french is just like a big pussy and like he could have matt had the opportunity to like make a big move and get jag out of the house and show the jury why he deserves to win and he's not gonna do that because he's a big old pussy So we have one of the most lackluster, boring ass final three in the history of this show. I'm rooting for Bowie Jane at this point. I want something so random and stupid to happen. I want this wacky Australian lady to win (laughs) who is like 50 years old and pretending to be a DJ in her 20s. She puts on fingerless gloves to look younger. It's like, could you be more ridiculous? Imagine putting on fingerless gloves to try and relate to the youths. Like that's that
1: how so funny. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, we so got we- our finale coming up. Hmm?
1: Oh, sorry. I think I just talked over what I- whatever you just said. No, you go. I was gonna ask, who do you think's gonna win?
0: Um, I believe so Matt is like an all-American, beautiful athlete. He won the Deaf Special Olympics for swimming. He's literally an Olympian and he's very loved. Everybody in that jury loves him. He's a very sweet, he's a soft boy. Like he's a sweet soft boy. I think that if it was between him and anybody, they would choose him because he's played such a good social game. They all love him. And it's really hard to have a full jury like love you after all is said and done. Um, Jag, I think that there's a debate for him to win because he's won so many competitions and but his strategic game is like really really bad like his read in the house has always been terrible but on big brother it's like if you just win shit you can kind of like idiot blinko your way to the end you don't really have to be smart if you are good at winning stuff and bowie jane i just can't imagine anybody would vote for her to win i think that she's like on survivor they call it a goat it's like the goat that you drag for slaughter to the end. Oh, like a layup. You- yeah, because you know that you'll win. So she's like kind of a goat. Like if they go to the end with her, whoever is next to her will win because she's like a complete non-factor. Um, So I don't know. It could be it really could be any of them at this point.
1: Well, I hope your favorite wins. I know that your favorites are out of the house, but I hope the guy, the Olympian wins for you.
0: Yeah, I'd be okay with him winning. I might crack a smile or something if he wins.
1: <laughs> something that made me crack a smile, the Mean Girls commercial for Walmart. I don't know why they dropped it so early, first of all. I thought that would definitely be like a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Um But I thought it was so good. A few people were like, it was corny, it wasn't fun. I thought it was a really fun commercial that like made me excited. I thought it was fun too, and it was long. It was like two minutes long. Yeah, I thought it was was great. It's going to be longer than this segment, I'm sure. But like, I just wanted to talk about it and say like, it was so nice to see how nostalgic it was. And I know a lot of people were giving like Rachel McAdams shit for not being in it. But like, whatever.
0: Yeah. Listen, we've been, Lindsay has been white knuckling it for this reunion for basically half of her life at this point. And publicly vying for it, not even privately. Like, she literally publicly is like, Tina, please, please, Tina. (laughs) So this is the the best reunion that we've gotten so far of Mean Girls. It's the best, like, anything Mean Girls related.
1: And having Gretchen be like Regina's mom, incredible. (laughs) That was so fucking funny.
0: Yeah. You could tell that they, like, really gave the cast input on what it should be. So it was, like, kind of cool to see, like, what their idea of the movie would be if they were able to
1: remake it. And it's,
0: like, perfect.
1: And I love that Amanda Seyfried is just down to do whatever. I bet if Mama Mia was like, Amanda, we need you again, she'd be like, okay. Totally. I love Amanda Seyfried so fucking much.
0: I do, too. Also, we should mention that they all looked incredible,
1: like, amazing so good Kevin G being in it they really like they were like we're gonna give them everything the only other thing I wish was in it when the girl was like made out with a hot dog oh my god that was one time I quote that all the time and I just I wish that they put that line in there but overall like I I don't know if it's because we're millennials and obviously this is catered to us but I'm like it's so smart that advertisers are catering directly to us
0: I know Cause they're like, you guys are obsessed with nostalgia, and you have money now. Kinda, <laughs> kinda. Allegedly, allegedly, you're supposed to.
1: You'll never own a home, but right. it's okay. Yeah.
0: You can. There's so many fun things you can buy though for your rented apartment.
1: Exactly. <laughs> at Walmart. Uh, at Walmart. So Meg The Stallion released a song called Cobra, and it's really good, but the lyrics are so so dark. And I'm a big fan of Meg. I've always supported her with the whole um, shooting, with everything. I never questioned it. And I feel like she's gotten such a shit end of the stick because all the men in rap want to be like, nah, Tory Lanez is cool. Like, we love Tory Lanez. Like, fuck Meg. When in reality, it's like Meg probably just didn't give them the time of day because she's so much fucking better than them. And in the song, she talks about being cheated on. Um, Both of her parents have passed away. She talks about that. She talks about wanting to unalive herself like it's such a dark song but I'm so I don't know if glad's the right word but I'm I'm happy she was able to get those feelings out and be like you know what fuck you guys I got shot and you expected me to just like lay down and take it and not talk about it because rap is such like a boys club.
0: I agree with that I also feel like when it comes to like especially with female rap like And especially now in like our current culture, like female rappers get painted into such a specific corner and it really has turned into like a fucking twerk fest and that's it. And like everybody thinks, people already overly sexualize black women. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the only black women who seem to be able to make it through the pipeline right now are like people who like, are women that the public perceives as just being like women that can twerk and have nothing to say. And like, she's so fucking smart and so goddamn funny and talented. Like, this is like the direction that I hope that she goes in. I mean, she's all like, I don't think she has anything to prove to people, but I just love seeing people talk about her like
1: this. She's such a good lyricist. Yeah. But obviously like her radio songs aren't always the best lyrics and stuff. But this song, I don't know. I was just kind of like, Let's fucking go Meg. Like that's all I could think. Like I I felt like proud of her for putting that song out, I guess.
0: I cried on TikTok the other day listening to her talk about her mom. Oh, I just like cannot. Like I every time I hear it I'm like, "Oh my god." Like I just
1: I'm obsessed with her. She is such a fucking star. And people don't talk about how she puts like education first. Like she graduated college. She has scholarships with that school, helps put other black women through college so they don't have to worry about paying. Like she should be talked about way more for like the good that she does. And maybe we'll start, I'll start. Like let's, we'll start. Yeah,
0: yeah, we can do it here. More broad strokes and not just like how she looks and that she's a big ass and that she twerks and that she was a stripper. We know that Meg was a stripper. Like we know, like there's a million other things to her life than the fact that she was a fucking stripper. And it's not like her talent doesn't stop at singing about stripping or bouncing on dick.
1: For sure, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I'm really into it. So the last thing that we wanted to talk about, um, obviously there's like every single day something going on with Britney. And Timbaland was quoted saying that Justin Timberlake should have quote, put a muzzle on that girl. (laughs) <laughs> where do I even fucking begin with Timbaland and his short ass neck where do you start
1: I have to say I am her handle is imdb Bridget on TikTok and she made a video about this and the first words were to the man who fell in love with an underage woman and could never get her so married her look alike of course referring to Aaliyah I was like holy shit so a man that has publicly said in interviews this man
0: belongs to such a boys club and was such a participant in the boys club that he used to say in interviews that Aaliyah was the love of his life when she was 15 and nobody ever batted an eye or said anything about it. And then when Justin was like at his absolute fucking worst, when you guys look at those pictures of Justin Timberlake bebopping around and and, and fucking bandanaing and cornrowing and, and carrying on. Nobody validated what he thought was his Blackness like Timbaland. Like, nobody validated Justin Timberlake's fucking, like, obsession with Black people like Timbaland. Timbaland really had him out here thinking he was Black. I think, if anything, Timbaland convinced him that he was. I'm not even kidding. And he helped participate in this fucking bullshit, and he helped write all those fucking songs that Justin Timberlake was writing about women whether it was Britney or Scarlett Johansson or whoever the fuck so Timberlake we haven't been checking for you in a very long time and you and your short tiny neck your thick stomped neck can go the fuck back wherever you came from leave Nelly Furtado
1: alone stop ruining careers and let let us be like fuck off Also, the reason no one's checked for him is because he hasn't been relevant since fucking Future Sex Love Sounds.
0: Exactly. God, I cannot fucking... Oh, I've never been able to stand him. Like, I of course, I like like some of his music and I like some of the stuff that he's produced, but, like, he himself is such a douchebag. And for Dunzo, like, I went back and I've obviously gone back and rewatched a bunch of VMA episodes. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the, the infamous 2007 VMAs. He was so... Him and Justin were such fucking asshole douchebags that whole night. Like, they performed, like, five or six times. They were wasted and holding bottles and, like, had strippers and shit around them. And, like, I don't know. To me, when I think of Justin at his absolute worst, I think of Timbaland being right by his side. And I'm like, fuck both of you.
1: I completely agree with you. Like, I don't know. And also to say that, like, put a muzzle on her. Mm -hmm. In calling her insane like shut the fuck up like we've said a million times it's her first chance to speak in how long and sorry your boy Justin isn't in fucking angel
0: right and I'm sorry that Justin wasn't trafficked for 13 years against his will and put on lithium let's see how what he would be like if that happened to him like I, I don't even have, I literally, we have to stop. I, we have to stop talking. I'm, I'm going to break my computer.
1: <laughs> I have to say, how pissed is Justin, right? Because like, Justin is obviously dealing with a lot for good mm-hmm. reason, in my opinion. But to have like your best friend, your co-producer, the guy who basically made you a good solo artist, mm-hmm. just pile it on. He must be like, can everyone shut the fuck up?
0: I know. I know. And you know what? Timbaland, I take that back. Keep talking because please keep talking and have to deal with the fucking Britney fans on the internet. Go ahead. Say more about her being crazy. Maybe you should call Sherry Shepard and you guys can have a little kiki about what you want to say next. Okay. Two short necked assholes.
1: And with that, that is our pop culture episode.
0: <laughs> oh, God. That was fun. That was fun to get off my chest.
1: We hope you guys had a good time. We hope you laughed. Hopefully no crying. But if you did, hopefully there are happy tears. Yeah.
0: We love you very, very much. Hopefully we will see some of you at our Boston show. As we said, tickets are limited. Um, and yeah, we just love you very much.
1: And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.